Welcome to the Raw and Wild Hearts, a place where the raw, the unfiltered, the wild hearts gather to celebrate triumphs and hardships, learn from each other, grow together, and break down a culture rooted in fear. We will talk, we will laugh, and we will lean on each other about everyday life experiences that we could all use a little support through, and then we'll bask in the wild, magical beings that we are. My philosophy is that by embracing the dark, we may just let in the light. I am your host, Lori Rising, healer, educator, writer, adventurer, retreat leader, birth defender, and animal enthusiast and activist, along with my wild heart sidekick kitty, Jesus the Brave. We'd like to invite you to get excited about the wild heart revolution. Hello, everyone. Welcome to today's episode. It's called The Heart of Manifesting with Annie Botticelli. Y'all, today's episode is packed with free resources for you to dive deep, to incorporate practice, and shatter belief systems that you didn't necessarily choose throughout your life, but could be affecting your flow of manifestation. Make sure you get into the show notes below and start your new practice and alignment for manifestation ASAP. Really, the more we truly participate in our holistic evolution by debunking unconscious programming and engaging in the practices to get us into our higher selves and our balanced alignment, the more we activate energetic forces that move us toward the manifestation of a life filled with true abundance. So today, Annie and I get into the huge energies in our universe, the path that led Annie to astrology, as well as her own manifestation practice, and so many nuggets of support that it's hard to even list now. We chat about psychology, science, and spirituality, the role synchronicity plays in our lives, showing up for our highest and best, true abundance, asking the right questions, how addiction might even show up in our manifestation plane, money, shame, and stories, the keys to incorporate in your manifestation practice, and Annie even gives us two techniques that you can start utilizing immediately. I'll have a downloadable PDF with the keys and techniques for you in the show notes below that you'll get with loads of other amazing free support when you sign up to be a part of the Wild Heart Revolution email newsletter. Annie also shares several people that were instrumental in helping her to create the alignment in her life that she enjoys today. She really breaks down how to spot the areas that may be blocked in your life and then how to go to work on those unconscious belief systems that could be keeping them at play. She gives us a bit of insight into her money manifestation course and her new book, Planetology. Y'all, this is some supreme support right here. I'm so grateful Annie felt called to this conversation because I've said it before, I'll say it forever. When we activate a higher frequency from a place of alignment within ourselves, it emanates into our communities and can create great change instantaneously. Every time you go into self-reflection, observation, and soul growth practice, you literally change the energy grid, which creates a ripple of support to all creation. All energy is vibration. Your vibration matters. I'm so grateful you are here listening. I hope you're receiving wonderful messages and support from the vibration I'm working to emanate out into the world. When you subscribe, take the time to share the show, write a quick review, give us a star rating on Apple Podcasts, like, and comment on the posts. You directly support the show, reaching a greater number of people. 
It means everything to us. We appreciate your time and love. I do also have a Patreon page. Most of the tiers there will receive shout outs and bonus interview footage from every episode. You can even get up to monthly Ask Me Anything lives. And y'all know I've been a holistic healthcare practitioner for 20 years, right? Lots of knowledge in here. Which leads me to my super exciting news that my highly anticipated digital pelvic floor course, Awaken Your Life Force, is almost here. The launch is coming on January 12th, 2021 on the Capricorn New Moon. What a way to start 2021 off. This course is a holistic experience for every aspect of your spirit, your soul, your body, your mind, your ancestral lineage, and your heart. And finally, there's the show's sponsor, BetterHelp. That's Better H-E-L-P. I am the biggest advocate for talk therapy, as you know, but I'm also an advocate for many other forms of higher consciousness practices. My talk therapy, though, has supported me in opening doors to an evolution I am living in right now, and I'm definitely shocked by the constant magic of it all. BetterHelp is committed to making professional therapy affordable and accessible from the comfort of your own home. It's safe and secure. They have a system of matching you with an aligned therapist, and I think that is so rad. If the first match isn't in your highest good, they'll ask you some more questions and work harder at finding the perfect match for you. You can log in and send your therapist messages. You can also find therapists that have very specific training. I personally find EMDR to be quite profound, but of course, that's just finding the things that really resonate with you on a soul level. So maybe a therapist who has different skills could be matching your frequency. So try it out. As a Wild Heart Warrior, you get 10% off your first month. They do also have financial aid available that you may qualify for, but go to www.betterhelp, that's H-E-L-P.com forward slash raw and wild hearts to get your discount. The link is also below in the show notes, so you can just click on through there. Okay, on to today's episode. Annie Botticelli's goal is to assist you in living your best, most fulfilling life. She does this in many ways. As an internationally renowned YouTube personality, astrologer, business and self-development mentor, trainer of astrologers and coaches, teacher of practical magic, founder and teacher at Luminous Life Multiversity, visionary author, blogger, website hostess and incubator for up-and-coming bloggers, maker of organic bath and beauty products, developer of subliminal brain amplification products, founder of Luminous Life Publishing, Books and Beyond, author of Planetology, how to align with the natural rhythms of the universe, and radical prayer, transform your life and world in 28 days. Throughout many years of seeking and helping individuals, couples, families, and communities, Annie has discovered many tools, resources, techniques, and tips to help you transform your life, find the real you, embrace uncertainty, shape your destiny, and have fulfilling relationships. Please welcome Annie Botticelli. Hello, Annie. Thank you for joining the Wild Heart Revolution. Hello, Lori. Hello, everyone. It's great to be here. Oh my gosh. I am so stoked for this episode. I can't wait. So I do like to start with a toast or a prayer to the Wild Heart Warriors in our light, especially our dark, and in all of our magic and glory. May we continue to elevate consciousness through honesty, humor, humility, gentle care, soul-wrenching growth, 
and ownership and to us and to manifesting from our highest selves and in our highest good. Yes. Oh my gosh, Annie, I just feel like this is divine timing. We're going to be talking about manifestation, money manifestation, your new planetology book, which is amazing. We're in such rare, powerful astrology. And I feel like our higher consciousness is really being activated. So this is just all of the good stuff. Our souls are just craving this information and knowledge right now. Yes, absolutely. We're definitely in a time where a massive amount of karma is peeling off and very rapidly, very stubborn patterns and experiences that seem like they're never going away sometimes. And then all of a sudden they're just gone. So we're, we're in the midst of a, a massive cycle with that occurring and it's open stars now. We're finally after a year of personal planet retrogrades, it's, you know, it's all about forward movement and momentum. Absolutely. I was just talking to a friend the other night who was in the same loop of the resistance of being scared of opening a wound, right? And I was like, I, but I have to tell you right now, there's such a grand opportunity for it to just release. If you keep repressing it, it's going to constantly be there. You're con- you know what I mean? And I, it's like, I want people to know the magic that's available to them right now. It's just like, taking that leap, you know, stepping over that, that curb or that the barrier, just take that step. Yes. People have done a lot of work to get to the point where they can just take that step and it's not the time to stop now. (laughs) Yeah. I love that. That's great. So the way that I found you is, and this is the amazing part of social media, you popped up in a suggested for me on YouTube. So your channel was a suggestion because of what I watch. And of course, when I see someone that gets as specific as you, like Aries horoscope in the next month, I was like, yeah, I'm going to check this out. And I checked it out. I sent it to like two people immediately. I was so in. You have such this beauty of balance and you're so thorough with what you do. And it's it's kind of like the left brain and right brain or the masculine and feminine. You are just embodying that. And I, I love your channel. I love your content. There's such a library of content that you have for people. Tell us a little bit about your process and where that's come from. Oh gosh. Well, um, I'm a prolific creator. You know, I was, there's a, a book called the birthday book that talks about astrology and, you know, on your actual birthday. And that was one of the first ways I was exposed to um, astrology. And it was, you know, it was very simple, but very profound. Like when I see things because of how I'm wired astrologically, I want to share them. So I'm experiencing things, I'm thinking of things, spirits talking to me, and I want to share it. So, and when I don't do that, it's not good for me because it bottlenecks. And that's another message to many of our fellow creator creatrixes out there is that you know, we tend to get sick and we tend to get stuck when we've got things piling up in our fields that have to come out, whether it's issues that we have to work with and clear, whether it's information that we've gathered that we have to get out to people. And so, you know, I've always been a natural communicator and it's just kind of lent lent itself to writing and talking and, you know, creating in various different ways. So I like to create resources to help people with on the topics of things I'm excited about. Yeah. It really feels like it's your sole purpose because you, like I said, you're so thorough with it. And I feel very complete when I watch your videos or do your classes or your courses. How old were you when you really started to hone into this occult science? 
you know, being a Sagittarius, I like to get my fingers in a lot of pudding pies. So, you know, my pursuits have always been like, oh, I'm excited about that. Oh, I'm excited about that. Oh, I'm excited about that. And then my work has been kind of having an umbrella that ties all of these things that seem random, which they're not, but tying them all together under underneath this Annie helps you a spiritual spark sort of umbrella, you know, but um, I first really started to get into astrology um, when I had a great awakening in my middle 20s. I was at a corporate job. I liked it in many ways. I loved the team that I worked with. The people were amazing. Um, I liked the money that I was making. I liked the security. I had amazing benefits. And I was educating doctors. So I loved that because I would learn science, which I'm a scientist by nature. I've studied science, you know, since I was a teenager when I switched my major to pre-farm, which was essentially a pre-med track. The scientist in me lit up. And so for 30 years now, I've just been going through life as a scientific process, you know? Mm -hmm. um, so when I had this great awakening to realize, wow, you know, my mom said, Annie, get a good job so you can, you know, take care of yourself and you don't have to depend on anyone. And I did that. And then I got got into the corporate world, realizing I had all these ideas and I was so excited and you can't really implement a lot of those ideas. And even though I made poems for my doctors to remember my drugs that I sold as a pharmacist, <laughs> you know, I'm certain that there are, you know, doctors that remember me still from, you know, all of that time. There, there were things, the way that my creativity, I worked it in, but most of the things that I would want to do, I couldn't really do because... I wasn't the boss and then every other boss had another boss. And then, the, you know, then there was the big system and the bureaucracy. And then I also started to, to awaken to my soul's purpose. I didn't know that language. I didn't know the, those words until I just started to have this, this amazing breakthrough. And really the way it started for me was through the topic of synchronicity. So actually it started first with psychology. Okay. So the deeper you get into psychology, the more you see, like you, you can't help but get to spirituality eventually if you just keep, keep going there. <laughs> and really with any science in my mind, you can't really keep going in any of the sciences, including psychology, which is, you know, science of the mind without ultimately getting into spirituality. It's a natural progression to me. So that's what happened because I didn't have the spiritual background. I was raised Catholic. Um, my stepdad was Catholic. My mom wasn't even, you know, went to church, went to a Catholic high school, and then when I was 20, I started to, I read, I read the Bible basically cover to cover the Old Testament, New Testament. And I started to realize like, wow, I don't really resonate with most of this, but I resonate with Jesus. Like the, something about Jesus and Mary and the, the saints. I'm like, when I tune into them, like I feel, it feels good to me. And when I tune into certain of the, of the other things, I didn't. So I just sort of started that separation where this uh, idea that there's more than what we see really started to become like that scientific process of my life. Like, what is it that we don't see? So we're talking right now, this information is beaming wirelessly, you know, from the router, it's going to the, the electric pole, the pole, you know, they're beaming up to satellites there, you know, and we don't see any of that happening, but nobody would deny that it is. You know, and in my things with the stars, the fact that the planets affect us, people could try to deny that they are, but it's the same thing as these things we don't see. So, and the same thing with a microscope. When you look at a microscope and you see a world that you didn't see, or if you lay in the grass sideways and you look and imagine like the ants or, you know, what the fairies might <laughs> be experiencing. And it's like, it's all there. There's a whole world there. 
and where it's not right here. So my whole life has become about like, I see all this, that's fine. But what, what do I not see? But it's also there. <laughs> oh, I so, love that. Yeah. So that's been, that's really been the segue into astrology and all of the other things that I enjoy and um, work with. So when I started to have these lights go on, I still was sort of uh, very much in resonance with the academic track, with things that were officially accredited, with, um, you know, education that somebody said was okay. So I sort of took this alternative mindedness um, and, and has had a bridge. So I went to massage school. I got my massage license. I, it was an energy-based massage school. So we learned about all different energetic modalities. You know, I went, I became a Reiki master. I did, and they got certified in that. So like anything that I could get that official certification, I just went through. And along the path, at that time, there was a, a school that had distance learning. Like it wasn't online learning then. It was, it was more like distance learning still, right? But without the computer component. And they had what was called a naturopathic doctorate. So we can't use that term now for what that was, you know, cause now that's more regulated, but at the time that's what it was called. So I gravitated towards this natural, this doctorate naturopathy, and it was very extensive studies that include, you know, uh, herbs, homeopathy, acupuncture, more, more about the acupressure and acupuncture points, palmistry, astrology, you know, just name it, just any kind of holistic wellness, supplements, vitamins, anything like that. So I studied extensively and my scientific mind gravitated onto all of those things. One of the things I studied was astrology. And when I studied that particular part, that was actually my least favorite part of the curriculum. And probably because how it was presented or it wasn't the right time or whatever. But I just thought, like my impression of it was it's so general. And that's why I was like, yeah, I'm not really going to do much with that. Although I resonated with being a Sagittarius and someone would say, oh, a Sag is this and this and that. I'm like, well, yeah, I'm very clearly all of that. But I felt like I had all of the traits within me and I didn't like being limited, but it just felt very limiting and general to me. So I just put it away and focused on the other areas. And I had a hands-on healing practice where I would, you know, help people work with habits and addictions and pain and things like that. And then I had, again, synchronicity, oh, but back to the synchronicity. So I was studying like from the psychological perspective, like um, Jung's work, work and, you know, he spoke very much about this element of synchronicity. And, and so I was, I was reading this book about that and I attracted some, a couple of people into my life who were really speaking the same language and they, and, and they were sort of an anchor for me in my very material world, you know? So at that time I was trying to figure out my way out of the golden handcuffs. I was, you know, opening up to all of this stuff, but every day I'd still be in talking to patients in the waiting room, talking to doctors. And so it was like this very, you could say polarized, but it wasn't really, it was just very um, holistic. <laughs> it was a very comprehensive experience uh, between mundane and otherworldly. And then there was a synchronicity that came where I was online. My friend was, who was in a band, he was playing at this venue and I was online for the bathroom and this really adorable, sassy, beautiful, petite blonde is looking up at me and I'm pretty tall. And at that point I used to wear heels too. So I was like really tall. So I like towered over everybody and she's just petite and so on. She's like looking up at me, you know, with all of her cute little smallness. Right. And she's like, you're going to be my friend. 
you're so beautiful. You're going to be my friend. She was a little drunk at that time. I don't drink anymore. I don't even think I was drinking then at that point. I think I had quit by then, but she just looked at me with this finger she gets. And she's like, we're going to be friends. And do you know any hot guys (laughs) (laughs) that are single? (laughs) So, so I said, well, I know one guy and I don't really think that whatever, but he's single and ladies seem to like him. That's exactly what I said. It was my boyfriend at the time's brother who I didn't really get along very well with. But so anyway, I introduced them and they got married. Oh, wow. Yeah. (laughs) Like my sister-in-law. So I was in a long-term relationship with like major consequence entrenched financially with this business that we had started. We saw each other all the time and we, we became really, really good friends. So I would take her headaches away and do other energy work on her. And she was a precocious astrologer, not by trade. Like she was a school teacher. That's what she did for her work. But she would look at my chart and, you know, I would, we would have an exchange. We would have fun with it. It would just be kind of casual, but it was still like a foundation, a firm foundation in astrology education. But she looked at my chart and she, she said, girl, I'm telling you, she guessed the truth finger, Bridget. And she's like, you're going to be an astrologer. And I'm like, no, I'm not going to be an astrologer. And she's like, you're going to write books. You're going to do all this stuff. And I'm like, yeah, I I know I'm going to write books. I I feel that. I see that that's true. She's like, but you're also going to be an astrologer. And you're going to be like a big time, like big time, big time to the point. She's like, we can't even, and she's so, she's just so wise. She's like, we can't even see all the ways now. Like the thing, the things you're going to do aren't, don't even exist really. Mm -hmm. No, and she just, she could see it. So I would just always fight against it. And I'm like, girl, I'm not, I, I love you. And I know that, you know, I know you're gifted and I know, I believe all this other stuff, but I'm actually not going to be an astrologer. So anyway, she was right as usual. And um, it just sort of took over. So one night I woke up to angles in my mind because everything in astrology is mathematical. It's a science and it's, it's based in math as well. There's a science to astrology and there's an art to astrology. But so I woke up just with angles in my head, you know, like seeing things connect and then looking in my chart to like see if what was being suggested in this dream or lucid or whatever was happening was right. And I'm like, oh my gosh, that means that. And then the charts just started talking to me. And that was a trippy experience. So I started basically astrology night school is what I call it where things just started clicking and I could look at charts and I could see what was there. And I could also see what was not there. What was what I would call like off the chart. And it started to take over. And then I started using it in the backdrop of my massage business. And then one day, one of my amazing friends, Monica came over and I would work on her, but I would, you know, and we would talk. And, and so I, we'd have tea first. And at some point, we both had this realization like, oh my gosh, the session is actually happening right now while we're talking. So conversationally, it's happening right now. And we're like, do we even need to go in and do any, any work? Do you need to lay down on the table? Like, no. Like it, it started happening. So then I started realizing that my energy work, with a lot of it started just manifesting through my voice and with a chart as a template of just like a, just a holding spot, kind of like a magic, you know, a crystal ball or, you know, numerology or palmistry. It's, a, it's just a, a grounding point, a portal for the information to come in, you know, so that's what happened. So in the meantime, through that, that time, I was in, intent upon being free from the golden handcuffs and leaving my corporate job. 
And everybody was like, yeah, good luck with that. And some people were nicer about it, but nobody believed that I would become free of them. I had a couple of people say, well, if anyone would do it, you'd do it. You'll figure it out, you know, whatever. But it's just not the normal thing that people would do. We didn't really like using the word manifesting, you know, actively creating. People weren't really doing that <laughs> in the mainstream. You know? Right. Yeah. And that's something that I want to touch on as we start to talk about manifestation, because I feel like what's really coming into my awareness, and I think a cultural awareness is the scarcity culture that we've been in for so long as it's a dismantling. Right. Yes. And yes. so as you said that before, I resonate so deeply with when you said, you know, you went to school, you were getting all the, you know, that was, it was like, if you go to school, you'll make the money. If you work as hard as possible, you'll make the money. And my belief was, oh, I have to go to more school if I want to make more money. I have to work harder if I want to make more money. And there yeah. were so many families that it was like, become a doctor or a lawyer. Like those were yeah. the two choices. And it's right. like, sacrifice yourself. Like your happiness means nothing. You just need yeah. to make the money. So go to the school to be the doctor or the lawyer, right? right? So that's yeah. something big happening right now. It is. And leading, like joining back to the astrology, the astrological component of what we've been going through is that that belief system is a system and Capricorn rules systems. So, you know, it also rules our skeletal structure, our mineral, you know, mineral balance and whatnot. But that's why this karmic, um, these karmic opportunities of just clearing things up very rapidly are coming because we're having two outer planets leave their tour through Capricorn after having combined Pluto and Saturn and Jupiter combining and Capricorn testing systems, starting to build new systems, you know, and it's, that's what it's about. So we've got the belief systems. And that's what I figured out in my 20s. That's like one of the, the reasons I was able to retire when I was 29. My goal was, when I was 25, my goal was I was going to retire from working for other people and doing stuff that I didn't want to do. Not that I don't do stuff I don't want to do sometimes with a business, but like as far as the content of the work, I wanted to be done with that by 30. I started when I was 25. I finished a year early. And that's the main reason why was because I was studying people from the psychological perspective you know, like Napoleon Hill, Florence Scovel Shin, who's a very um, lesser known but powerful uh, example of how affirmation can, and, and certainty aligning with spirit and affirmation can really, really create different experiences. She was a metaphysician. She talked about, she was like, it's like the late 1800s, early 1900s. She talked about Jesus as a metaphysician talking about like that the language that he was using was actually describing how we bring heaven onto earth and how we live heaven as an experience, as a state of mind, as a state of being, as a vibration, while being in form, that we don't have to wait until we die to go to heaven, that we can bring that and that, that, that we can actually be part of the process of bringing that experience down to the earth. And I'm sure, you know, a lot of light workers really resonate with this. Mm -hmm. So I started studying people like that, where I, you know, I'm like, okay, so again, kind of being a scientist, like if there's something over there that I want and somebody has it, well, just ask them what they did. Now, not everybody's path is going to be the same, but even though there was a world full of scarcity, then there's a world full of scarcity. Now there are people that don't have that problem. Mm -hmm. They're not asking 
that question every day. How am I going to pay this? How am I going to pay this? How am I going to pay this? They're not asking that question. They're asking other questions like, how can I use the fact that I don't have to ask those questions to <laughs> feel more fulfilled in my life and help other people, you know, or they could be asking other questions, but they're not asking those. So how did they get to that point? That's what I studied and it worked. It really, really worked. It, you have to recognize and change your belief system and it's not enough. And this is part of where the law of attraction can really, um, uh, studying the law of attraction, how some people get derailed in their pursuits is because of not really understanding the difference between the conscious mind and the unconscious mind. The unconscious mind can have a belief about something and the conscious mind can say, I believe this, I'm doing this, I really feel it, I get excited when I feel it, but then these other things happen and it happens because everybody else isn't on board. So if you just kind of imagine this committee, you know, sometimes I'll imagine it like people at a long table in my being that are, you know, having a conversation about something and they have to have a unanimous vote, you know, or, or like mostly everybody on board in some cases, a unanimous vote. And they're like, everyone's like, yeah, well, you know, we can't do that. And this one guy's like, we can do it. We're going to do it. And everybody, else is like, oh, we can't do that. You know? And so if you don't get those other people on board, you're not going to get the vote, which is, yeah, I can create that. So manifestation really to me becomes about first of all, becoming aware of what it is that you're creating. And if you have any question about that, you just look at what problems you're having. It's so easy. You know, it's so easy to look. Do you have a problem where you have an issue where your partner isn't honoring you? They're not respecting you. That's a common problem that people have, right? So then you can know like, wow, I have a belief system somewhere that I'm not worthy, that love means being hurt, whatever various belief systems can be at the root of that. So you know what belief systems you have that are holding you back by the things that are still problems in your life. I was one of those people that, that got really disillusioned by the law of attraction, especially when that movie came out. I just felt like it really set people up for failure because it was like, oh, just think this over and over and it'll happen. And that is absolutely not the root of the process that we need to be doing. And it's more, you need to believe it. You need to feel it. And I think what we're, what's really coming online now is how we aren't just living through our thinking brains, which I, I feel like that's kind of how we've been going through life in this, you know, this constant struggle and this rat race. It's like, just think and keep going, going, going. And now it's like, wait a second, what happens when we feel a whole world opens up to us? What's the feeling of having whatever you're trying to manifest? You're not basing it on past experiences that you don't like. You're basing it on something that you haven't felt yet, but you know that you could. It really is. And, and law of attraction does actually talk about this. You know, it does. It, it really it incorporated in the teachings of this. It does like uh, really say you have to feel as, it, 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 as if it's come true. But people, there's a hamster wheel and there's an actually a, a physical, physiological addictive component to worry and to focus on the things we don't have. Mm. And so when you were flooding your brain with, I don't have this, I don't have this, I have to figure this out, I have to figure this out, I have to figure this out, then your, your um, unconscious mind is getting the imprint that, oh, you want to have a problem with that. You want to not have, you, you want to think of, you want to keep thinking about this. Okay, so we'll give you more reasons to think about this. 
but like for every five minutes we spend feeling something as if it's already come true, it can counteract a lot of that thinking, mm-hmm. but still eventually have to do the work. And it is like an addiction. It isn't like an addiction. It is actually a physiological addiction. Obsessing about the things that aren't good for us, obsessing about the things that we don't want does create more of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And also we've been in competition culture, right? You know, even if you look at the sensationalism around us and the fear that's promoted around us, it's actually pretty hard to shut that off. If you have it constantly coming into your subconscious being, you know, from messages, from your friends, from your community, from the TV, from the radio, from movies, it's like, how do you just stop that and get into yourself and your soul and your alignment and realize that you have this beautiful ability to create something that you haven't even been into yet. I mean, humans are so divine and magical, but when we're fending things off, then it's really hard to go inside and realize what we can bring out. It is. And we are the, we are that old saying, you are the company you keep that if you're not them as, as it starts with, you become them in some way or another, because it's catchy because we're all, and the reason for that is we're all sentient beings. Our power does come from our sentience and our problems come from our sentience and our solutions come from our sentience. But since we're so absorptive, then if somebody else is in a room stewing about something, we feel that. And the more empathic and consciously aware that the person is, the more they're like, ah, so if you are with somebody that is a naysayer or you constantly go to talk to one of your parents. This is something that I had done. And my parents are amazing people. I love them. I have a wonderful relationship with them. All of them. I was blessed with two dads and my mom, my biological dad and my stepdad. And they're all amazing. And I've come to heal every problem that I thought that I had with them. So it's, it's a really wonderful place to be. But I had a pattern of going to tell my mom and stepdad certain things that I was going to do. And they didn't they didn't think that that was the way the thing should be done. So when you have people that believe that you should go work at the job for 30 years, get the, you know, keep the benefits, get that, then you're always going to be having that side squashed. So part of the process of manifestation, I feel is discernment, major discernment. And that is discernment with who you tell and when certain things you want to tell people because it's going to be part of the manifestation. Certain things you don't want to tell people, and that's also going to be part of the manifestation. I remember when I really wanted to work for the company I wound up working for, because I had been in the stock brokerage world, and I was investing very heavily in pharmaceuticals at that time, and there was one pharmaceutical company that in my mind was like the best one. They never had a drug get recalled. They, you know, I liked how they did everything. I wanted to work for that company, and so I decided I'm going to work for that company. And it wasn't an easy company to work for. Even if you could get an interview, which is really, really rare, you know, they, they only pick a very small percentage of the people. But I, for whatever reason, was set on that. Many reasons, part destiny and part other. But I would tell everybody. And it was because I was telling everybody that I mentioned it to one person and she said, oh, you know, we have a friend that works for them. And then I told her, and I said, listen, if you get me in front of people that make decisions there, they're going to hire me. I just have to get in front of them. And she was just a rep there. She wouldn't be thought to be have any power in that situation. But do you know that one day I got a phone call? And she said, I have a friend who's a manager, 
and he had somebody drop out of this um, you know, they were interviewing 20 people for four, four, four positions. I had somebody drop out. They had somebody drop out and I mentioned you and would you like to go for the interview? And of course I walked in there, told them they were going to hire me and they did and you know, the rest is history. But the thing is that in that particular instance, I went with my gut for telling everybody. If I wouldn't have told people, I wouldn't have made the connection of who connected me with that. But then there's that discernment on the other side. If you keep having somebody that doesn't believe like that you can do this, you know, so Many, many years ago when I was still building this business. So basically, you know, I created the real estate fortune. I succeeded in leaving the golden handcuffs, but then the market crashed and I went from flying high to flying low, but I was still insistent that I'm doing this work. Blogs, books, you know, astrology, helping people heal, consciousness. And then my mom was like, well, you need to get a job. You know, I'm a grown person at the time. Moms have opinions about things. And she, I said, you have to get a job. And every time I would talk, she's like, well, you need a job. And I'm like, no, actually I have a job. I'm just not making a lot of money from it yet. <laughs> and what would have happened if I would have let my mother decide that I needed to have a job? And now she constantly is like, oh my gosh, Annie, like, I cannot even believe what you're doing. Like, I don't understand what you're doing, but wow. Like she will openly admit, and which is not easy for a Leo to do sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Some Leos, I won't say all Leos, but you know, this particular Leo for sure. So, you know, it's yeah. like, but I started being discerning and not telling her everything that I was doing, not running by her for her approval, just assuming, okay, I don't need that approval. And that's like what I was talking about with the accreditations and I'm not putting down accreditations. There are people whose highest destiny lies at the end of a path that includes mainstream or other accreditation or something like that. But there are a lot of other people who have been chasing that, who they have to stop doing that because the things that they want to learn or the person they're supposed to study with or something they're supposed to do is to trust that like if God approves of it, spirit, infinite, creator, creatrix, goddess, if that being is okay with it, in fact, it's coming from that being, then what difference does it make? That's another part of the manifestation is just discerning each way who you should talk to, who you shouldn't, what you should say, what you shouldn't. And it's really difficult to get that discernment if we're not actively working on clearing the gunk out. Yeah, I'm in that exact scenario right now where my parents do not really understand what I'm doing. They know that I'm not bringing in very much money right now. They kind of see what's happening. They're a little nervous. And I have to just keep doing my own process work and soul alignment where I am completely in my soul's purpose and mission and following the signs, the messages, and really believing in myself. I've went through years of figuring out that discernment. When you actually open the energy up of what you're manifesting, you don't know who's going to help. When you talk about it, you have no idea. Some You can meet somebody the next day that has exactly the avenue that you need to go. And so that's that's like the beauty of opening the energy up, but you're right. You also have to discern so that you're not taking people's fear in because that's their fear. But right. I often think like, what if we grew up in a culture where as little kids, we just were like, yes, you can do anything and everything without all the fear around. And I get the fear. It's a very real fear. We have a very serious money culture here. You know, we need to pay our bills. We need to eat. We need to live. So I love that you're talking about that because I think the more that you get in line with your soul's mission and purpose, the less that you even allow that fear to come into 
your sphere. You become less sticky. And that's the yeah. thing is like, there's one piece where you don't want to be around it because you don't want it in your field, but there's the other piece where you keep attracting it in your field because there is actually something in there. That's your reflector saying you have, a, you are not sure. When we have mm -hmm. a lot of people around us, sometimes we just have to get them away from being around us. But if it keeps coming, if we put someone away, like say, get out of here, and then someone else comes and that pattern shows up, that again is spirit speaking to us saying, you don't believe something in you doesn't believe it. Mm -hmm. That's why we're pulling in this naysayer. Now, when you can have people like at this point in my life, if anybody is like astrology is crap, you suck, you know, whatever. And so everyone's, I mean, people are mostly awesome on YouTube, but sometimes people are like, you're the devil, you're going to hell, you're this and people, you know, whatever crazy stuff that happens. In the meantime, who do you think created astrology? God did whatever. That's a whole other story, but it's like, I'm not sticky to that stuff anymore. I don't feel like I have to prove astrology. I like explaining to people who are interested and open, but if there's somebody that's a naysayer, I don't have any interest in them. But in right. the past long time ago, I would always attract naysayers that I felt compelled to engage with to, to prove the validity or whatever. And then I would take the, the stance of the science and then people, it would just be this whatever. But all that was, was me working that out with myself. And that's what happens is if somebody once we are like good with it, we can tell the difference between a nuisance, something that just needs to be managed and a pattern of something that is a beautiful reflector that's coming to us to say, hey, I am the goddess speaking to you through an annoying naysayer telling you that that thing that you want is on the other side of clearing this unconscious belief that this person might be right. Mm, yeah, that's a good way so to look at it. Cause when you are in full alignment, when you're, when you're just in your truth, it just feels so good and it feels abundant, right? Yes. You and then when you feel abundant, you feel trust. Like I trust where I'm going. I trust. And you know, I always have the ups and downs and like, Oh, what is my message? Do people care? Like, is this something that needs to go out? And then once I pull back into my full alignment, I'm like, yes, Okay. Let me just give you a quick example. This is amazing. So I'm literally getting rid of almost all of my stuff. I'm, my house is almost empty right now. This has been like a rebirth of epic proportions. This morning I wake up and I'm singing. I haven't sang in almost two years. I used to sing every morning when I woke up. My dad sings in the mornings when he's in a good mood. This tells me I am on the right path. This tells me that my soul's purpose is this. I'm in my mission. I'm in my alignment because I'm buzzing. I'm, I have energy flowing from me. Yes. And I even think the fact that we're talking now is showing your alignment because I don't really do live things at all. And so when I, I have requests for it all the time and I, you know, I'm not saying that I would never do something that somebody offered. There's always a chance of spirit says you're supposed to do this. But because I focus on my family and having to be somewhere at a certain time and managing all of my four-leggeds and two-leggeds and everybody getting situated, that's, that doesn't flow really well for being a homeschooling, unschooling mom. But then as the year wore on, I decided, okay, I'm going to just do a couple of things because my book is coming out and I'm excited to talk about that. And I'm just going to do three live things, only three. And my publisher wanted me to do a Facebook live with them. And, um, and then there were some other wonderful ladies who had contacted me a while ago and spirit was like, okay, you're talking to them. And then spirits like, you're talking to Lori. So like, yeah, you know, like the, I know that I know that you are doing what you're supposed to be doing. I feel it. 
and I'm excited to be a part of it with you. Oh my you. gosh. Thank you so much. I'm like, thank you, spirit. <laughs> yeah. So let's talk a little bit about your money manifestation course. And the one other belief that I want to touch on as we get into your money manifestation course is debunking the myth that money is evil. This is something I've believed my entire life. And I'm now finally realizing like, wait, money's not evil. People that have bad intentions that have money do bad things with money. And I've created this belief around the money instead of seeing the reality of it. This is such a great topic. I'm so glad you're bringing this up and educating people about this because every light worker, myself included, has that I know have, has had to go through this like I can't make money doing this spiritual work because if I do, then I'm not in authenticity and it's, and then I'm bad. And so therefore I cannot. And there, everybody has to go through that. Many people, maybe there might be a couple people that they don't have to, but everybody else, they have to deal with that. And I know for me, like I knew how to make money. I, I was born with placements. Like I don't have to do this. I had more money than my mom. Sometimes when I was little, she'd borrow cash from me. <laughs> I'd hide money in my, at certain codes in the pages in my Nancy Drew hardcover mystery series. And I had like as to where the money was and I would do chores and I'd work hard as a kid. I started investing in stocks when I was like nine and that that's a whole other story. But it's like, I naturally came in able to work with money because of how I'm wired. And then, so when I, when I was having to get out of the golden handcuffs and I made, created a real estate business, co-created real estate business that got me out of that, then that like made sense because it's business and I know how to do business and I know how to make money. And, but then once it came to when the market crashed and now it's like, oh, I have to make another business. But by now I really have been used to just doing this work. So that means I have to make money doing this. And it's like, oh, no, 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 no. So, you know, at that point, although I did have a hands-on healing business, most of the work I did was for free because first of all, I didn't need the money. Second of all, I did crazy things to not have to charge people. I didn't want to do it. I was so anxious about it. I didn't feel right about it. Mm -hmm. It was whacking me out and I just had an aversion to it. And then I couldn't apply the principles of creation towards that specific spot. And again, like that's how we know Oh, I have an issue with that. So spirit would talk to me and say, money is neutral. It's energy, just like everything else. Our experience of it, our opinions of it, our background with it, our karma with it can create stories. And there are temptations that, you know, kind of like with the ring and like that is just kind of embodying, you know, in the Lord of the Rings. Like the issue is humanity. The issue isn't the money. The issue is addiction and belief and lack and it's not the money itself. The money is neutral. And we know this because people were using rocks as currency. And rock isn't bad, right? Right. And made, you know, whatever kind of things with these, whatever different names they've had, like that was currency for different people over the ages. Those things aren't bad. Like, how is that going to be bad? And what else is interesting to me, you know, is that there's all of this talk about the new currency and cryptocurrency and the new economy and that. And those types of things are forming. But in my mind, people are going to have the same problems, unless you're talking about blockchain, which is a whole completely different situation, which I'm not going to get into now, but like pretty much all the other currency stuff is, is going to have the same problems that we have with this currency. And it's very naive to think that those things are the answers. The answers are humans doing their work so that their relationship with the currency, whatever you're going to call it, it's a, a shell or it's a coconut or whatever it is, is that your relationship with that coconut 
is sound and that you know that that coconut came from the infinite creator, creatrix. The coconut didn't come from your father-in-law, it didn't come from your husband, your wife, it didn't come from your mom. The coconut came from the divine creator, where the money came from. That's what spirit would always tell me, is that, listen, Annie, you don't, I wouldn't say it exactly like that, but that's what I would hear it as, you know? This is neutral and it's an exchange. An exchange, you have energy flowing in your field, you have energy going out of your field, and you know by now from past experience that if you have too much in your field that has to get out, that that's a problem. And that if there are things that have to come in and they're blocked, that's a problem. Like, if you don't have your flow right, that's a problem. And so then it becomes about exchange. So it's not necessarily saying like, I'm not going to do something for anyone unless there's some kind of exchange. It, because the exchange could be you feel good doing that and that feels good and, and that's fine. But you can make money doing healing work and many light workers actually have to because if they don't, they're going to get sick. They're going to have other problems because they're going against what their destiny line is calling to them to do. And like even for me too, I was all about spirit and all about this work, but I was still somewhat lackadaisical. Like, oh, I'll write this, I'll do that, I'll whatever. And I wasn't really consistent with certain things because I'm a Sag and sometimes that's difficult, you know, because like I'm doing this now. Okay, now I'm learning to play the guitar and I'm not really doing my other stuff or whatever it happens to be at that time, right? So Spirit started saying, well, guess what, Annie? You have to be more consistent and uh, predictable in some ways or, or like just consistent with how you're sharing, because I'm giving you all this information, you gotta be getting it out. And so the way we're going to do this is we're going to link your income and your livelihood and the care of your family to your work now. And now you have to show up. That eventually happens. But before that, Spirit was saying you have to be more consistent. So I tried in my ways to be more consistent, and I was, and as I was, it started coming in. Mm. You know, because I was supposed to have been doing that. I had to show up for that. That is the, another very important lesson about manifesting is that we want to manifest like in a Uranus way or like a Jupiter way, like, oh, it's benevolent, it's expanding, it's yay. And then Uranus is like, bam, it's here in an instant. But we can't have creation without Saturn and Saturnian forces. And I actually talk about this. I have a video called How astrology explains the coronavirus and the systems breaking down all that. And I highly recommend it for anyone who is, it's really good. I've said before, it's my favorite resource I think that I've ever made. It's like so powerful with how it talks about all of this, basically. So Saturn basically keeps Jupiter from flying into the sun with all of its gravitational force and wiping out everything. They really think about that. I listened to the video and I was like, oh, never have I thought about that. So discipline, you know, and that's, that's the thing. It's like, it's, it's wonderful. And I'm into like the, the pink ponies and the unicorns and the Pegasus and like the fairy, everybody, I'm into all of them. And I love it. And I love to have conversations where that's the vibration, you know, cause that stuff is up here and the chakra is up here and it feels really good to be there. And then we, we come back down into the third dimensional experience and we have to actually do the work. We have to meditate. We have to, you know, do our exercise to stay healthy. We have to stay on a regimen. We have to drink enough water so that we have to end the sugar addiction that's interfering with, you know, our faculties. We have to end our other addiction. We have, you know, it's like, we can't think that just because everything is sparkly and 
wonderful in that vibration and that's what we're like yay that we can't we don't we don't have to then also be saturnian in some right. ways well and we have to we have to be rooted right yeah. like we we are living in this third dimensional world so we right. have to actually participate in it as well but when we combine you know our higher consciousness and our consciousness here we get into a deeper soul alignment and then doing the work becomes more flowing and easy because it's lining up in our soul. So then we want to show up. So then the money flows in. It's like this beautiful exchange that happens. And what right. I noticed is when I got out of the lack of mentality that I've been raised in, and it was all good intentions, just like what right. you're talking about with your childhood. You know, yeah. my parents worked so hard. They had their own business. All their kids have their own business. But I also held on to money so tight. I was like, no, I, I cannot touch my savings and I have to know where my money goes out, when it comes in. If it's going out, I need to know exactly that it's going to come back in. That never created a flow. I feel like I've let go, like I've just relaxed and trusted and opened this flow up where money can come in in different ways instead of me just seeing linearly like, oh, it's only going to come in this way. And right. that blocked everything out here that wanted yes. to come in. Absolutely. We, there's a place for all of it. And that's why I focus so much on the linear and the nonlinear. One is not better than the other. And that's another, I think, another um, falsehood that as we get onto our metaphysical path is that like, this is everything and that is terrible and, you know, whatever. And it's like, no, we're, we're here. We're, we're here for a reason. And there is a material component, whatever that winds up looking like, you know, it's a third dimensional experience and we're, we're in it. And if we yeah. don't miss it, it's, it is about using both hemispheres of the brain and it is about using um, all of the tools, not, not going to one end because that's where the polarity comes in. The transcendence doesn't come from switching just over to the other side. So like, for instance, you know, even though I focus on natural medicine, I will fight against as much as I can taking any prescription if I have to, but you know what? If I had to have a surgery or if I had to take the thing and that was what Spear said, God made those too. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, all of the, the people that are in the, the mainstream experience, there are times when people who are in this other side, they need those things. Mm -hmm. So like by making that, condemning that is, is not, it's just creating a, a polarity. It's a pendulum swing instead of a transcendence, which is, you know, rising above is transcending above both by using both and there's an amazing tool that i learned from greg braden who is a scientist i love greg braden he is um he's just so magical so he's working towards trying to bridge the gap between science and spirit and showing how it's the same thing and showing how new technologies are proving things that people have known from spiritual perspectives forever so he talked about how when we have prayer mudra and we breathe slowly in to the count of five in, to the count of five out, and think about what we're grateful for all at the same time, that it actually links our, um, our heart field and our mind field. And something else that he's shown and talked, talked about is that the heart, or that has been shown that he's telling everybody about, the heart actually has a greater field electrically. Because we're electric beings. Obviously, we know the cardiovascular system is electric, right? So that's why people shock back over that if, it's, if it stops. But our heart field is electric as well. And we engage with the, the magnetism of the earth and we have an electromagnetic field. So the heart field, now we can measure this now, is actually bigger 
stronger than the mind field. So that's back to what you were saying before. That's why feeling something is more powerful than thinking something. Mm. Because the field that actually goes out into the ethers and connects in with the spider web of creation is, is actually um, stronger, like voltage-wise. It's voltage-wise stronger. But what he said is that like linking them is where the most power comes from. And you do it by, I'm sure there are other ways, you do it by William Prayer Mojo, slowing your breath down and thinking about something you're grateful for. The, that combination of three leaves you open to the best linear thinking. So everything that you've accumulated in your mind and experience, anything that logic would offer to us, you have the intuition to draw from the, that reservoir. And then it opens up the prefrontal cortex, which is the intuition, you know, where, where spirit speaks and where the nonlinear comes in. And that field of connecting is where you combine both of them. I love that. I'm so glad you just shared that with everyone. And I hope at the end of this episode, they actually do it. I can't wait. I'm like, as soon as we're done with this, I want to practice that. It's such a great technique. So real quick about your money manifestation course, what I wanted to highlight is what we've been talking about. You do such a great job of giving practical tips while doing deep work. So there's like belief system work, energy clearing, trauma process work, right? And yeah. you're so thorough in it. And you give, I love these. I'm going to show you right now. I love these practical tips that you give. You oh, see that? Yes. Lavender. <laughs> Smell it from here, I'm sure. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. So I've been doing it ever since. Yes. So I have a passion for free education and I want to make sure that a good bit of the things that I'm sharing are accessible to people regardless of their financial circumstances. So that's why most of the work that I actually do is free. So I have a course that is, um, and of course, all of my other manifestation works. So obviously I'm not, I don't have to worry about the financial part of it because <laughs> that's why I can do it. So you, like, you can see that the, the process works. And I actually believe that this principle is, is something that spiritpreneurs, as I call myself, like us, like you, you know, we're following spirit and then taking that into industry and then giving back, like I could charge for a lot of the things that I do. And I might have other paid services in the future, whatever, that's fine. But I feel like if we have more than enough and we can do the things that we want to do, then if we give back some of that excess, then that's the model of, of the future. That's one of you know the basis on which um, a new economy will actually take place. You know, so that, so I'm, I'm, I'm a living, I'm living this model that I'm presenting. So most of the, you know, new things that I create are, are free, more free things. So this course is called Unleash Your Money Magnet. And so it just gives you all kinds of tools and tips from a holistic perspective of why you're not having the money you need, how you can have the money you need and how to change your relationship with money and with and with saving and with debt. And so one piece of advice about all of this is that if something doesn't seem to be working, like you're still having a problem, just keep doing it. I had so many times where I would, cause like I said, I've always been able to make money, but I would wind up getting in debt and then it would just be this like problem. So I use the tools to keep saying, well, why am I getting in debt? And Margaret Lynch is an amazing resource for that. I highly recommend her. I also recommend her in that course. You can find her stuff on YouTube. She has a book, but basically using this idea of being a super sleuth 
figuring out what those blocks are about money and just systematically doing it. I mean, when I found Margaret Lynch, I had already been good at making money, but I wasn't as great at making a bunch of money doing this type of work. So I did her book and it helped. My income doubled. Now it wasn't very much to begin with. So when it doubled, it still wasn't very much. Then I did it again. I did the whole program again. And the book, the book she has, Tapping Into Wealth, is $15. It's like things like that. There are things, but then I had to apply this Saturnian part of it. And I, I could have just stopped there, but I did it again. And when I did it, then income doubled again. And then time passed. I'm like, you know what? I'm seeing some things. Did it again. Yeah. And then I was having issues with, okay, but then all these expenses would come. And she talks about these booms and busts that we have. She talks a lot about the reasons for the booms and busts and how to address that. But if you notice that, okay, you have the big manifestation, then all of a sudden you're like back to where you were. That's the universe talking to you saying you have reasons why you can't, you can't get there. So let's explore those. Let's use tools that work for that, you know? And so then I paid off all my debt. But that was like five times in. So if I would have done it once, oh, it doesn't really work or whatever, you know, right? then yeah. it's like, well, you got to keep doing it. It's kind of like going to the gym and being like, ah, I still, this isn't working out. It's like, then you reach your goal and then you stop going. You're like, oh, this it didn't work. <laughs> you have to keep going. You have to keep finding those things that are showing up saying, hey, I need some attention here and applying it. So if people want to have the manifestation with not having the discipline of it, then they're not going to, to be able to be as conscious co-creator and creatrixes in, in their process, you know? Yeah. Cause I feel like we have also had a culture of immediate gratification. Yes. You know, you know we're out here doing all the things and we're not doing the practice work that like, I literally feel like I, I figured out like the key to life kind of, and it's called practice the more that we practice, or it's even repetition, you know, I'm a hypnotherapist. When you learn about repetition and you really learn how it can go positive or negative and how we are such a repetitive culture. So what you need to do is you actually need to disrupt that system and do it in a positive way. And you need to practice that because we don't have to practice all the negativity coming our way. That's just constant. That's just yes. seeping in without us asking for it, right? So we're kind of used to that. I love that you said that because a lot of times we'll be like, oh, it didn't work, like you said, and then we just give up. And I have been guilty of that. And this time I'm like, no, I'm changing this belief system. I'm dismantling it. I'm creating something new. I'm rebirthing myself. Literally, I feel like we all have to rebirth ourselves as we shed these layers of programming. It's 11-11. Woo -woo. Um, <laughs> we don't have a lot of time left, so I want to kind of move through this. The one thing that I really do want to put out into the airwaves, though, about your course is I feel like it's important to understand what happens when we have conflicting asks with the universe. Yes, 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 yes. Okay, so when we have conflicting asks, we block the path of manifestation. And that, again, is like manifestation could be super simple. Like for instance, one time, like when I moved to Sedona, I was talking to an artist friend of mine. He would just kind of hang out. He was retired, but an artist. One time he'd introduced me to people. I was new in town at that time, a million years ago. And these beautiful people will come up and he's like, oh, you know, this is Regina and she has, you know, Gaia TV. And I did not know because I haven't had, didn't have a TV for forever from there. And um, come to find out, I don't know if you know about Gaia TV, it's like huge now. But so Regina, this, like the person who started that, Gaia TV was just sitting there next to me, you know, and everybody in Sedona is doing something big. You know, it's a yeah. spiritual place where like, we got this vision, spirit's giving it to us. And it's at various stages of whatever 
whatever that's going to be. Mm-hmm. But, you know, to us, it doesn't matter because we see what it's going to be. But so I was like, oh, yeah, okay, that's nice. That, that's great. I had no idea really what, what that was. And so I was, we were just talking about it. I'm like, yeah, I want some really giant, like, plants. I'm really tall. I've got some nice tall ceilings in a certain room, and I want these really great plants. And I was talking about it. She's like, oh, I'm moving. You can have all my plants. So I went over to her house, and I got all of her plants. And some of them were, like, eight feet tall. So, like, that manifestation, I didn't have a belief system about it. I didn't have, you know, any kind of whatever. It was like, that was a super simple manifestation. So put it out there. She gives it to me. I go pick it up. I have the plants. Uh-huh. And, and they were hers to boot. So they had just amazing energy, you know. But then when you start saying like, I want to have my house all paid off. But then you have this situation where the house you have isn't actually sustainable, for various reasons, the feng shui could be off that, you know, there could be something about that house that is not the best for you. Certain houses have certain histories that tend to call in a certain storyline. So someone could be asking to have a house paid off and have that just be their house and have it in their family forever. But then they could also be asking for a partnership and children and a family. And that house doesn't have that energy. That, that's like a single lady house. <laughs> so somebody wants that family so badly. Mm-hmm. Somebody wants that house, that particular house, so badly. And that's a conflict. So one of them has to go or none of them can come in. But we don't always know that. We don't always know what that is. So if you're asking for something and it's in conflict with something else that you want, you may not know that that's true, but it could be happening. So that's where the, the, like the saying highest and best comes in about, you know, or what's highest and best. That's why we might, why it's not always best to ask for that particular house. What's better to ask for is what is it about that house? What is the essence of that house? Then you ask for that essence and the universe is like, oh, the essence. I can have a million ways. Like you were talking about like different conduits for money to come in. Give the universe some room to work. If there's something that's so specific, like I want that man and that house then it's like, wow, well, that could be full of karma for yourself and other people. But if you, what's the essence of that man? Is it how they, how they make you feel? What's the essence of that house? Or why do you even want to have your house paid off to begin with? Maybe what you really want is the mortgage to be paid and you not even have to worry about it. What is the essence of what you want? And so maybe it's freedom. Then you work on manifesting the freedom that can cure the issue of having conflictive requests. When you get super specific, because some, you know, some manifesting teaching will say, get super specific. And sometimes like if you're getting a make and model of a car, which I've done multiple times, I'm like, I want that make and model, but not per se that particular car at that dealership, that one physically. So you see, like, that's the way you can kind of bypass that issue where you're asking for conflicting things and may not even be knowing it. I love that. That was perfect. (laughs) Give the universe room to work. That is so good. I love it so much. Let's talk about your gorgeous book, Planetology. Oh, yes. I just just got it in the mail and it's just so special. The size of it, the font, the feel, the colors. I just feel like there's something about this book. I want to have it in my hands. It almost feels like to me in my witchiness, I'm always looking for like old spell books. Feel of it is like that to me. Tell us a little bit about it. What, what would you like to share about it? You have it right there. Isn't it beautiful? It's hardcover and it's, but it's like somehow light and it's very long. 
Planetology is a book that I'm intending to be like a must-have reference book for every, anybody who wants to align with the natural rhythms of the universe. I mean, it's called Planetology, How to Align with the Natural Rhythms of the Universe. And so there are those certain textbooks, there are those certain standby books that we always have with these certain things we go to, and I'm intending this book to be like that. It's a compilation of 20 years of spirit speaking to me of the things, you know, Bridget gave me as a foundation, the spirit speaking to me, my own experience of doing thousands of live readings, training hundreds of apprentices, showing up for horoscopes every month without fail for over eight years and watching the stars and tracking all of the, you know, the cycles that how that knowledge can become more um, systematic and available and there are tiers. So basically, the beginner can have this book and they can go into it not knowing anything and learn and start. The person who is an avid student or a person that practices, they can use it and learn more and take their practices further. And then the person who is a teacher, because I've been called the, the astrologer's astrologer, the astrologer teacher's teacher, because that's what spirit has given me as my part of my purpose is to do that. So somebody who's even advanced, I have had many people in my astrology. Um, I have a course called becoming a professional astrologer mastery course that trains people to actually do astrology as their work. But some people go into it and they don't even want to do it for their work. It's just for their own purposes. But I've had people in there that literally had studied astrology longer than I had, but they couldn't pull it together in a system. It was just sort of haphazard and they couldn't pull it together into a reading. Mm -hmm. And so I have a, a passion for, for taking that and just making a system. So that's what the book is. So I'm intending it for every time the sun is in Sagittarius as it is now, you can go to the Sagittarius page and it has questions to ask of the energy of Sagittarius. If you have a placement of Sag in your chart and the sun's not there, but Venus is there and it's bringing up those lessons, you can go to that area and say, okay, what am I supposed to be pondering? you know, any of the, the personal planetary retrogrades, this is a very important thing that I focused a lot of my work on, and it has not been known in the mainstream, although Mercury retrograde was starting to get out there, talking about Venus retrograde and Mars retrograde, and I wanted to change that. So I brought in how you can understand those retrograde cycles, how you can track them, how you can be them, how can, you can flow with them, know what, uh, I've got my, my um, no-go for, of like the big, things to not do when Mars is in retrograde. Like it's a question, it's a, it's a checklist of questions to ask. Like, is the thing I'm about to do gonna be like this or be like that? Okay, well then maybe I should reconsider. And the same thing for Venus retrograde. It's, you know, the, um, the, the, the uh, four, gosh, I just forgot what I called it. It's a fab four no-go or something where it's like, if these are the things, like, duh, avoid those things. But here are some really great things that you can do during that cycle. So I always bring it back to the same analogy, which is if you're trying to get off of a deserted island and the tide's coming in and you work so hard to get this boat made and you want to go out to your freedom in the open sea and hopefully, you know, be found by someone or get somewhere else. If you put your boat out when the tide's coming in, you're not going to get off the island. Or if you do, you're going to paddle and be exhausted. Who knows what's going to happen? But if you wait, watch the tides, wait for a tide, wait for a strong tide going out, then you put your boat out, you'll have to paddle less life will be easier. You can have more fun and ease and enjoy the, the float. And you can reach your goals with more certainty because you're aligned with where it's going already. And that's the same thing, like aligning with that tide. is like aligning with the force of what spirit wants for us. We are unstoppable forces of creation. When we align with what 
what the infinite creator wants for us. And we can do that with us more with astrology. You know, we can get to deeper levels of that with astrology. And this book is intended to be a guide as to how to clear out the gunk, how to use tools and resources at the perfect times in the perfect ways in order to get to that goal of having more ease, more abundance, more fun, more joy, and feeling really like you're living your purpose and aligned with the natural rhythms. <laughs> right. The thing that keeps coming up for me as you're talking about it is just like, oh, just getting in the flow. I teach childbirth and this is something that I'm teaching over and over about, you know, going into the flow of it instead of pushing against it. We're trying to make it happen. And so it feels like astrology is just coming so beautifully online because it's undeniable. I feel like it's like bursting in our cells at this point. We're going through more rare astrology and it's kind of like we're creating galactic history. People that weren't even aware of it before are coming online. Yes. So yeah. kind of, it's divine timing for this book from everything yeah. that you're saying. It really is. And it was interesting because my publisher, you know, I, I, this is a whole other long story that we're not doing now, but I was really debating on, on who to work with because, you know, I'm a perfect match for some of the big ones, you know, um, certain ones in particular that are like, wow, like that's, that would, would seem like a good match, but I have certain reasons, especially like I focus on my family and I'm a mom first and of not wanting to do that but also wanting to get this message in this book out as far as possible. But I followed an intuitive flow to work with the, the small, independent, amazing um, London-based publisher called Watkins Media. And so I was like, okay, I know this book has to get out to as many people as possible, and maybe going through a small or independent one might not seem logically the way to do that, but Spirit is leading me here, and I'm going to go with this. And so I did not know that Penguin Random House was they worked with them for distribution outside of the UK. I did not know at the time that when I was signing on with them that I was going to have a, a be a Penguin Random House author and have a Penguin Random House author page and that it would be in every Barnes and Noble, you know, and, bar, you know, books and million, like, it's like that. So I followed that and then it helped for it to go out in that bigger way. Yes, that is the perfect example of you following the alignment of your soul and your intuition instead of doing what would make you the most money. Yes. Right? Exactly. And oh, now yeah. you're going to end up making more money <laughs> from the flow and from following that. That's, oh, it's so big right now. I just feel like this is, oh, I just love it. This is where I'm at. And I think this is where a lot of people are, which is why I wanted to get this episode out. I think you're right. And I know for sure, like even just as far as what's required of me, as far as being in interaction with them, abundance is not just money. Right. Abundance is our life force energy. It's our time for our family. It's our connections with other people. It's our health. It's our, you know, experience. And in order to get more money, then sometimes we have to give up some of those other things. But sometimes when we stick true to those other things, <laughs> It comes back in the other way, like you said. Very important thing to remember. Yeah, because we're showing up in a different way. We're showing up in health and vibration and wellness. My belief system is getting just like so blown right now and dismantled and I love it. It just feels really good. It feels good to not focus on money. 
it feels yes. good to focus on my message and my being and trusting that money will come in, like trusting the universe is I am in this flow and you're in this flow for this book. It's magic. Thank you so much for sending it to me and for chatting with us about it. I'm going to have everything in the show notes below. You were going to go to the last question. So who would your dream guest be and why? Okay. So it's interesting that you would ask that because I was just talking about Greg Brayton ah. and he would actually be like, I told my husband and I still feel sure that I'm going to meet this person. Now in general, I'm not starstruck. I have celebrity people that I work with and I'm, they're just, they're just people like everybody else, you know, yeah. but there are certain people that if I met them, I would fall down and he's one of them. I would be like, freak out. I would like kiss him in his face. If he, if he was okay with that. You know what I mean? I would love to get this guy in. I can't even tell you, I would freak out. So yeah, I would love to have him as a guest. And me and my husband would brainstorm about all the, and my son even all the things that we would ask him. And it's just, yeah, if I, if I could meet him and be friends with him and have tea with him and all that, I would just be so happy about that. <laughs> That's wonderful. And you still have the opportunity. He's still in his human form. Yeah, he's still in his human form. And actually he does periodic, because I live part-time in Sedona still in, in Arizona. And he does actually do a talk, like a, a thing there yearly. Um, and so like, there, I don't know if it happened. <laughs> All right. Well, we just put it out to the universe, a little yeah. manifestation at work right now. Yeah. Mine, I'm going to say is he is no longer in human form, but I thought it'd be pretty cool to have a little chat with Nostradamus. Oh, yes. Right? <laughs> Oh my gosh. Yeah. I didn't even think about that. Yep. Do you know why I picked him though? No. Cause I feel like you embody much of what he embodies. He uh, was a seer, a French astrologist. He was a medic, a physician. When I thought of him and you, I was like, yeah, that feels, it feels like the combination that got separated so long ago. When you put them together combined, like you said, it's transcendent with so many predictions and the way that he did them in secret so that he wouldn't get beheaded. Like he was pretty incredible. And it said that he even foretold his own death, which is wild to me. I don't know. I just feel like it would be really interesting to sit down and chat with him. Yeah. I love that. It'd be interesting probably to like do a meditation and invite his vibration and see what pieces would come in. Maybe that's a way that you can get some messages or something. From Absolutely. Thank you for the suggestion. Ah, <laughs> the things that come through my dreams are pretty powerful. So I'm definitely going to put that on the radar. Yeah. If you, you know, and I talk about this in one of the free courses, but, um, oh, if you, you know, that few minutes before you fall asleep, mm -hmm. when you're kind of exactly awake, you're not exactly asleep. And that same time when you're waking up, that's incredibly powerful for manifesting. So if you put that to your subconscious mind, anything you put to your subconscious mind before you go to sleep, I will all the time for problems for myself and other people, like the people that I know that I'm helping, I'll like pose a problem to my subconscious mind and I'll wake up with a solution um, or have a dream that explains what to do or whatever. So yeah, that's definitely, that's a good place to end off. <laughs> Thank you so much. That's another fantastic tip. Y'all. Get to, get to work after this. There's some things to be done. Um, yeah. Annie, tell everybody where they can get a hold of you. I mean, there's so much goodness for them to jump into. Okay, thank you. So yes, I have a lot of resources. So if you want to check out my school, um, Lumini Luminous Life Multiversity is at loomlife.com, L-U-M-E, life.com. So it's like living the loom life. <laughs> loomlife.com and then um and you can see the free courses there and you can see my other courses there um also i have um education courses like for how to one called six figure secrets like helping people to understand the model of teaching and sharing and converting free 
um, resources into earning your living, doing things you're passionate about. So there's a course, and of course, I have becoming a professional astrologer mastery course, and I have a coach um, certification course in there as well. And then I've got my website, which is so beautiful. You have to see it. It's called CozyBySweetStarlight.com. And I have written horoscopes up a month early there and also astrology kiss blogs. So like herbal tea for Sagittarius, but then like yummy gluten-free recipes, like my tips about pie crusts and <laughs> just like all kinds of things for a healthy um, lifestyle, but astrology kissed. And then I've got AnnieHelpsYou.com. That's my main site. And you can see some of my other services on there and products. And I also have a very extensive blog there, especially astrology stuff. And you can sign up for my free email newsletter at AnnieHelpsYou.com. And you get my 28-day virtual coaching program called Shine for free as a member of my email group. And actually, I'm working on some other goodies right now that um, my email group is going to get that nobody else gets. And they get um, a write-up of all of the sweet aspects, the salty aspects, the dates to note, what you're working with, written, not for each sign, but for the general horoscope that everyone will experience. One month early in your inbox through that at um, signing up for the email newsletter, AnnieHelpsYou.com. And then I've got, of course, my YouTube channel, which is AnnieHelpsYouTV.com. And I put up four to six weeks early monthly horoscopes for each sign and other series. Like I have a whole eclipse series. I've got um, a series Jupiter um, moving through Aquarius for each sign and, and things like that. So you can check that out there. As for the books, you can get Planetology anywhere. It should be in a lot of bookstores, but if not, you can order it. You can get it on Amazon. And it's also on Audible. I suggest that you get at least the print books that you have it for reference. And there, it is available through ebook as well and Kindle and Barnes & Noble Nook. But I also suggest, so you get, suggest you get the hardcover and that you get the um, Audible book because it is long. And if you want to listen to it in its entirety, and uh, there's a great, uh, wonderful voice actress who's reading that for me. And I'm so happy about her. So you can get that on Audible. And then my other book is called Radical Prayer, Transform Your Life and the World in 28 Days. So it's using powerful prayers and affirmations that I've created, especially in alignment over a 28-day, you know, any moon cycle. Um, then it just helps you to more powerfully align with prayer and affirmation in your creation process. Oh my gosh. I love it. You are putting out magic. This is amazing. Uh, Y'all absolutely get in on her monthly horoscopes for your sign, but it can be your sun, moon, or rising, correct? Yes. And really, any, and like the deeper people go in astrology, some people watch for their Venus sign, you know, so any of the personal placements that you watch for, I suggest that you watch at least for your, your sun and rising. If you know it, if you don't know it, run a free birth chart online and you can figure out what your rising sign is because each of the placements are different windows out of our experience that are true and happening at the same time. So your sun or solar charts, when you watch for your sun sign, that's a different perspective than like your rising sign, unless your rising sign and your sun are the same, which is more rare. But like, for instance, you know, out that way you could have a, a busy street and then out this way you could have a stream and both of those things, those, those perspectives are happening at the same time, but they're equally as valid. So the fact that you see a stream out this window doesn't negate the fact that you have a road there. It flavors it. So, and that's what these different charts look like. And that's part of the type of thing I'm encouraging people to go deeper with, with astrology so that you can enhance and, you know, give more depth and breadth into your astrology work or play or experience. <laughs>
Y'all right there, Annie just dropped her teaching wisdom on us. That's the way that she teaches. And it's so cool. I just love the way that you explain things. I understand them in a very holistic manner. So thank you for that. P.S. I have the time saver of having the same sun and rising sign, <laughs> which is kind of nice, um, yes. but also super intense because they're Aries. <laughs> have to be aware of the degrees and how those things are staggered. So that's always an interesting placement. That's cool. Yeah. 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 Oh, Annie, I could talk to you forever. Like this is so wonderful. Thank you. And thanks spirit for moving you to have this chat with me. I cannot wait to get this out. I can't wait to continue on this journey with you. I feel like we're together a lot in spirit. Thank you. I bless. I hold the vision with you for your perfect transition into your creations and um, stay in touch. Absolutely. Have a beautiful day with your family and your four-legged ones. Sending you love. Bye. <laughs> Bye. And with that, let's normalize the struggles, celebrate the quirks, and lean into the light. From myself and Beezus the Brave, Happy Wild Heart Revolution, friends. I feel like he just combined that science and metaphysics of, I can't say it, metaphysical <laughs> science and science. You know, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> maybe you're, now maybe I'm channeling him, right? Maybe it was me in a past life, who knows?